Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. If you think our southern border with Mexico is a mess now, wait till May 11th. That's the day that Title 42 expires, which was created to address a public health crisis and other critical issues. And it gives the U.S. government the ability to take emergency steps to block certain individuals from crossing into our nation as if the current Biden administration was even adhering to that being in place. So what can we expect and what does it mean for our national security? Well, joining us now to talk about this and a lot more is Brandon Judd. He is the president of the National Border Patrol Council. He's been the president for 10 years, an agent there as a border agent for 25 plus years, and he's covered the southern border and our northern border. Brandon Judd, Great to have you here on the podcast. Rita, it's good to be with you. Thank you. Appreciate it. What do you think is going to happen when Title 42 is about to be lifted? Rita, unfortunately, it's not what I think is going to happen. It's what I know is going to happen. So I, I need to put some numbers in perspective. I mean, you, you've been covering this for a long time. And we greatly appreciate that. But let's understand what these numbers actually mean, what we're seeing right now. When On a normal given day, in any normal year, we should be apprehending about 1,000 people per day. And when we apprehend 1,000 people per day, our, our resources are, are kind of stretched. Right now, we're up to 5,000 people per day. That means our resources are broken. We do not have the resources to handle 5,000 thousand people as it is. When Title 42 goes away, we can expect those numbers to jump between 10 to 12,000 people. That literally means that we will have nearly nobody on the border patrolling the border. That means the cartels will have complete control of our entire border. Right now, they can control certain stretches of our border. They create opportunities by flooding our resources in certain stretches, and they can control those stretches. But once Title 42 ends and we jump to 10 to 12,000 apprehensions per day, that means we're going to have very, very few people on the border and the cartels are going to have complete control. And what that means is they're going to be able to bring in anything that they want, whether that's fentanyl, whether that's criminal aliens, whether that's aliens from special interest countries. And United States citizens are going to be at harm and risk at a much greater rate than what they are now. It's crazy to think that this administration can control this tomorrow if they would just give us the proper policies, programs, and operations. And they won't do it because they constantly pander to open border activists. Are you amazed that as you're just talking about the numbers, that they're still not getting a wake-up call? No, they, they, they know exactly what's going on. They'll never get that wake-up call unless their base actually steps up and says they need this to change. If we don't have people calling their congressmen, if we don't have people writing letters, if we do not have people inundating their congressmen, this administration isn't going to do anything. They guessed that in the midterm elections that this issue was not going to hurt them. And because the Republicans barely took back the House and they didn't take back the Senate, they took a, a victory lap saying, look, we told you this was not going to harm us that bad. And so they continue to act like this issue isn't that big of an issue. And the reason that they do that is because the mainstream media is constantly covering for them. We have, again, people like you, you have Fox News, you have Newsmax that are covering this issue, but the mainstream media is constantly apologizing for everything that they do. And if the mainstream media does not actually take an interest in what the American public wants, then you you just don't know what's happened. The, the, The problem is if Biden lies, if Corinne Jean Pierre lies, if Mayorkas lies, and the mainstream media doesn't fact check them, that lie becomes the truth. And that's the issue that we're dealing with today. Are you 
amazed that more people, even in the mainstream media, aren't taking them to task because the pictures speak for themselves. I mean, I even think about recently that image of all those people running, remember, over the El Paso Bridge trying to get in that day when there was a word out on social media like, come today, and the word got out. It looked like, uh, you know, I compared to sort of the New York City Marathon, they were all like yeah. running over yeah. the bridge. I mean, yep. the, pictures, yeah, it, the pictures speak volumes. You can't dispute the facts. Why are more people in the mainstream media not stepping out? Because the video is pretty clear of what's going on because they're complicit with the liberal agenda they they sit there they they sit behind computers they sit behind you know their all-time typewriters if you will but they sit behind those and and they think about what the world should be like and and they they're they're ideologues unfortunately and they don't live in what you and i live in they don't see what you and i deal with they don't see what the average everyday american deals with all they want is what is in their minds the utopian society and so that they eat up this liberal agenda and when they eat up that liberal agenda, we don't have true news anymore. That's when all you have is te- you, you have um, new media outlets, MSNBC, um, CBS, ABC, CNN, all of these different media outlets. They become nothing more than tabloids, and they're constantly, again, pandering to open border activists because that's the liberal talking point, and they eat that liberal talking point up. Now, what do you think is going to happen once Title 42 is lifted and then the images are going to be much more apparent? Do you think we'll see a change of pace or do you think uh, the media, it'll be par for the course? I think it's going to be par, par for the course, and that's what the that's what this administration is betting on. If this administration thought that anything was going to change, if they thought that the, the mainstream media was going to take them to task for all of their failures, they would make course corrections. But because the media isn't taking them to task, they're going to continue to do what they're what they're currently doing. You know, we heard again this week from Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, the secretary there. And again, he repeated, uh, the border is not open. What do you think when you hear that? This guy has never put on a uniform before in his life. He has no idea whether the border is open. All he has to do is talk to his own agents, the agents that he's supposed to be leading, and every single one of them will tell him that the border is wide open. I have testified before Congress on 21 separate occasions. Um, Chief Ortiz just went and testified before Congress. We both said that the border is open. I'm on the border every single day, and I can personally tell you from personal experience that it is wide open. Chief Ortiz, from the numbers, from the intel, that is received can tell you that the border is wide open. Every single person that lives this nightmare day in and day out will tell you the border is wide open. Not only will we tell you that the border is wide open, we will tell you that cartels control certain certain portions of the border. We can tell you that cartels are able to facilitate more drug smuggling into the United States than in the history of the border patrol. We can tell you that more people are getting away, they're evading apprehension than in the history of the border patrol. We can tell you that the cartels are generating more revenue than in the history of the border patrol. Those are all facts. And you can't dispute those facts, but unless more people know about it, unless people are actually listening to what's going on, then the border is just absolutely nothing. And that's the problem that we're dealing with today. We have got to get it out. More people have to recognize it. Poll after poll shows that the, that, that the average American citizen wants a secure border. But if the mainstream media lies to them, if they cover for Mayorkas, when Mayorkas gets up there and says that the border is secure, when the mainstream media covers them, they don't understand. They don't recognize what's going on. You know, and these numbers that you just said are staggering. I spoke with former President Trump actually just a few days ago, and he was saying essentially, Brandon, that it's like 12 times the amount of drugs coming across our border. That's how stunning. Do you see that kind of a number? That's enormous. 
Yeah, we, we, we do. We, we're, every, every single thing that we're dealing with, I mean, consider, consider that just in two years, more than 1.4 million people have entered our country illegally and have evaded apprehension. And that's what we know of. That's what we detected. We just didn't have the manpower to go out there and act, actually capture those individuals that crossed. That's what we saw. There is a good portion that we do not detect, that we do not apprehend. So you can figure that that number, that 1.4 million number of people that have evaded apprehension, that that number has gone, that that number is is about around 2 million people. And so on top of that is the drugs. These people are bringing in backpack loads of drugs all the time. Um, We see it regularly. All you have to do is talk to a, a police officer. And every single police officer that you talk to will tell you there are more drugs on our streets today than they have ever seen in their career. Are you amazed that the Biden administration doesn't really talk about fentanyl that much? I mean, I've only heard this president say it a handful of times, and it has killed, as you know, close to 100,000 Americans every year. I mean, that's that's a crisis. And as you're talking about, it's obviously about to get a lot worse. It's already at such a uh, high point. It's one of the leading cause of deaths, as you know, for young people. How could this president and the administration just kind of ignore the crises? I get I get asked that question all the time. Why doesn't the administration talk about fentanyl? Why doesn't the administration admit that there's a crisis? Because if they talk about it or if they admit that there's a crisis, then they have to do something about it. So what they do is they pretend like it's not going on. They wait until somebody calls them on it. And, and even again, look at the press secretary. Look at it all the time when she gets asked by a reporter of, about the crisis on the border. What she'll say is, there's no crisis. We're following the law. We're uh, putting people through deportation proceedings. But what she's not telling people, she's giving you nothing more than half-truths. When we take somebody, when a border patrol agent takes somebody in, into custody, yes, we process them for deportation, but they're never removed. Once we process them, we then release them into the United States pending a future court date, and that's when they never show up. So what uh, Karine Jean-Pierre doesn't tell you is that when they don't show up to, for their court appearance, that ICE never goes after these individuals because the administration's policies does not allow them to do it. We shouldn't be releasing them. When you look back and you look at how simple this issue is, if we had the proper policy, if we went back to remain in Mexico, this crisis ends tomorrow. If we uh, implemented policies that would detain people pending their deportation proceeding, people would stop coming. They're not going to give thousands of dollars to criminal cartels just to be sent back to their country. They give criminal cartels thousands of dollars because they know that once they get caught, once they cross the border illegally, they're just going to be released into the United States. What we're actually doing is we're rewarding them for violating our laws. That is not the way the laws were supposed to be uh, enforced, and that's that's why we have so many people that are coming here today. It's a magnet that we call it, and it's what's driving illegal immigration, and it's what's allowing the cartels to advertise their services throughout the world. When I first came into the Border Patrol in 1997, 98% of the people that we apprehended were coming from Mexico. Now we're dealing with people from 160 different countries. We're dealing with people from Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Russia, um, Afghanistan. We're dealing with people from from the African nations, Eritrea, Somalia, um, Senegal. We're dealing with people from Middle Middle East, um, Egypt, uh, Iraq, Iran. We're dealing with people from China. These are countries that do not like us. These are countries that want to do us harm, and yet this administration continues to lie to the American public, deflect on what their failures are, and tell everybody that the border is secure and it's not open. 
you know, you talked about the 160 countries. Um, also China, as you brought up, China with fentanyl. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Apparently, there's been a huge increase of Chinese nationals. Uh, what do you suspect that's about? Six months ago, we were apprehending, on average, 400 Chinese nationals per month. That's what we were apprehending. Right now, we're over 2,000 Chinese nationals per month that we're apprehending. And all of these people are being let go into the United States. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not going to say, well, they're, they're doing it to, to flood us. But you have to wonder, what is the reason? Why are so many people from China coming over here? And we have to di- draw, dig down on that. And we have to draw conclusions because if we draw the proper conclusions, we can hope to get the proper policies to allow us to secure the border. But again, it's just it, it's crazy to think that this administration won't do it. I, I always get asked about the impeachment of Mayorkas. Should Mayorkas be impeached? And I, I have no um, visions of grandeur thinking that Mayorkas is going to be convicted in the Senate, even if the House impeached him. But what I can tell you is, if they went through with impeachment proceedings, during that hearing, all of the evidence would come out. They can't hide the evidence. And if and if they go through impe- an impeachment process and they have that hearing, the mainstream media is not going to be able to ignore it. And when they do that, you're going to get all of the evidence and you're going to see exactly how derelict of duty this administration has been all the way to the top to President Biden. Well, that's scary. And, and just like like you said, too, once the you know can unravels, it'd be interesting to find out who said what, who said when, and what the whole strategy is. Because just like you said, the American public is going, what? He sits there and keeps repeating, Mayorkas, it is closed. You're like, what are you talking about? You know, And we even heard, by the way, from Secretary of State Blinken, also, who just this week talked about preparing for Title 42 to be lifted. And one of the first things out of his mouth was he was talking about how people are being persecuted for climate change and economic reasons. What was your reaction to what he was basically saying as the reasons why people are coming into this country? And and that sounds to me like everybody come on in. It makes me sick. It makes me sick to see them deflect because I can I can tell you that nothing has changed in these countries in my 25 year career. The same uh, climate issues exist today that existed um, back in 1997. The same types of drug wars, uh, gang wars that are that are going on in these countries have existed since 1997. The same instability, political instability, has existed since 1997. Nothing has changed in these countries. Yet we did not see millions upon millions of people um, crossing our border illegally back in 1997, back in uh, 2010, 2014, when it really got bad um, under under President um, Obama. And then we certainly didn't see it under President Trump. Those same conditions existed under President Trump, yet we dropped to 45-year lows in illegal immigration. We dropped to lows in the number of narcotics that were coming across our borders. We dropped to lows in the number of, pe- of, of people from special interest countries that were coming across our border. We dropped to lows in criminal aliens that were crossing our borders, all high statistics that should make the American people happy. Yet this administration came in and they changed it all. And now all they do is deflect. They talk about these root causes. There is one root cause, and it's their policies that allow people to be rewarded for violating our laws. If you stop that, if they stop that, this issue would go away tomorrow. Yeah. And yet it doesn't seem like they are making any effort to do so. You know, you were talking about like people coming through. I thought about the case recently, Brandon, and this was a horrible case of this MS-13 gang member who just recently killed an Uber Eats guy. It was an Uber Eats yep. driver in Florida. Uh-huh. Um, uh, these MS-13, these gang folks who are coming through our country, I mean, they're brutal. There's example after example. All we have to do is look back um, about a year ago 
when Health and Human Services released that 21-year-old that claimed to be, I'm sorry, he was 24 years old. He claimed to be 17 years old, a minor. So he got released to HHS. He got placed in a foster home and he killed the foster father. You know, that's how bad this situation is. We're constantly seeing the American people put at risk because this administration cares more about politics. They care more about their base voter. They care more about getting people to the polls that want these open border agendas, that they want this chaos to exist. That's what that base wants, and they and they pander to the base. Rather than doing what's right by the American people, rather than doing what's best for our country, they're constantly looking at politics and saying, what do I need to keep my, my political perspectives in, in good check? So how bad once Title 42 gets lifted, just an, a thought of what could happen at our border. I mean, they're not really increasing the agent size, so what's going to happen? No, we're, we're actually at, at um, 15-year lows in the number of agents. We've got less than 19,000 agents right now. That's over 2,000 agents less than what we're supposed to have on our borders today because everybody is defeated. When you look around the entire United States, law enforcement, we all we put that uniform on because we want to protect the American people. The vast majority of us are good. Yes, there are some bad apples, just like there are in any profession. And you, you have to deal with those, those bad apples. But the mainstream media p- wants to paint every single one of us in law enforcement with the same brush. But when you look at it, we, we put that uniform on because we want to go out there and we want to protect the American people. We're having a hard time law enforcement wide. It doesn't matter whether it's DPS, uh, county sheriffs, local municipal PD, Border Patrol agents, it doesn't matter. We're having a very, very hard time recruiting because of all of the the, the, the political uh, the political headwinds that we're facing and how we're constantly being vilified um, by the radical left. And, and it, it becomes very, very difficult. So when you look at and you project out at, at Title 42, where we should have 60 percent of our resources actively patrolling the border with another 40 percent of our resources um, doing things such as processing, transport, hospital water detention security, you know, we have to do those things, but that should only take up between 30 to 40% of our resource and we should have 6% patrolling the border. Once Title 42 goes goes away, we're going to be lucky to have 10% of our resources patrolling the border. That's how bad it's going to get. Wow, that is a stunning number. And how are the agents holding up? I mean, this is tough. Not. We're not. I, it, I've never seen morale lower in my 25-year career. People, you know, make no mistake, we're going to continue to put the uniform on. We're going to continue to go out and do the job that we're, that we're supposed to do because we do care about the American people. But it becomes very, very difficult knowing that this administration does not support the mission that we're trying to do. Knowing that this administration does not support the American people, that's all we want. We don't care if they support us. What we care about is they, if they support the American people. Because if they support the American American public, they will put the proper policies in place. And if they put the proper policies in place, we will have the enforcement measures to do our job. That's what we want to see. Wow. Well, we are always with you and appreciate so much of your great service that you've done in the southern border and obviously the northern border with your incredible tenure there that you continue at the National Border Patrol Council. Everybody, by the way, be sure to subscribe and share to this podcast. Brandon Judd, thank you for everything that you do to keep us safe and the incredible work of also all the other great Border Patrol agents that are standing guard to defend our country and their job, sadly, is getting tougher and tougher. But obviously, let Let us know whatever we can do to help. Uh, We so appreciate you. We really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. It was good to be with you.
And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.